And, but what we need to understand that tinnitus itself, the sound itself has no physiological impact on your ability to experience fully a natural sleep. And I think this is a fact that's incredibly important to emphasize because it, it, it will take a lot of fear of a lot of people who think I will never be able to sleep normally again, but you are absolutely. Hello and welcome back to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida, I'm your host, and today I am very excited to have the second podcast episode on with my good friend, Jonathan Andreo. Jonathan appeared first on this podcast already on one of the first episodes that was called the pink elephant and tinnitus and the story behind the pink elephant you can either re-listen to the episode at the start of the uttering tinnitus podcast or you simply continue with this episode right now um, the podcast was also a community meeting um, it was a very very fun meeting with up to 20 people in the meeting sometimes we had a lot of questions of people around their tinnitus reactivity um, working with different methods um, so it was a very very fun episode to record with everyone I hope you enjoy it um, let's do the usual first intro and then get right into the episode with Jonathan and the community Hello and welcome to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. Before we get into the episode, a quick word to our sponsor. Actually, we don't really have a sponsor. Well, I myself am the sponsor of this podcast. See, I've been working to make this podcast work for about two years now, been um, releasing episodes so you guys can get the most from what I do as a tinnitus coach, helping people worldwide to live their best life despite tinnitus. And today, in my own words, my own personal ad for our new tinnitus management platform. You can access the community management platform at www.mytinnitus.club and we have a fantastic management platform where you can access weekly videos all around the topic of managing tinnitus, um, tinnitus and cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, sleeping better with tinnitus, but you can also directly access from the membership platform events, the live events and the community live coaching sessions that we hold every few days. Another very great feature is that you have the ability to contact other members and if you set your settings, uh, you can even allow other people to see whether they are near you. So you can meet up with people from your area with tinnitus and who knows, maybe you're even going to make a few friends. So. If you want to participate in our new tinnitus management platform, go to www.mytinnitus.club. You can get access for three days for free and check out all the different topics, check out all the different possibilities to take online courses and to finally start living your best life despite tinnitus. Thank you very much for supporting the project and I'll see you there very soon. Um, it's good to have you all here. Welcome everyone to... Um this um, meeting tonight to this live community meeting. I'm especially excited to have uh, Jonathan Andreo here tonight with us. Um, and why am I so excited? Because it's been a while since Jonathan and I released a podcast episode. Um, 
actually one of the first ever podcast episode that appeared on the Altering Tendencies podcast, the podcast that has, with the episode that is releasing soon, 32 episodes. Actually quite proud of that. That's quite a lot of episodes. Um, and Jonathan was in one of the first ones. So welcome so much, Jonathan, and thanks so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm happy to share my story and uh, yeah. Yeah, because what I've been, you know, Jonathan, I've been advertising this a little bit, of course, as well, because you and me together have over 30 years of tinnitus experience. <laughs> Although we're both still relatively young, we have a, a combined uh, 30 plus years of tinnitus experience. And um, that's, I think, what more, makes I'd it say, even more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jonathan and I um, recorded that first podcast episode and we called it um, Tinnitus and the Pink Elephant. And maybe, Jonathan, you quickly want to get into um, how big I, I, because I re distinctly remember um, you writing a Medium article about this and also calling it uh, something related to the Pink Elephant. Yeah, yeah, correct. So this was. I don't know, four years ago, maybe, um, I decided to put words on on, on my experience with tinnitus. Um, so very briefly, uh, if you haven't read it, essentially I've had tinnitus since the age of about 11-ish, around there, uh, for- Russia of atrocities. Oh, someone's- listening. No, all good, Con continue, continue, all uh, good. It was just, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, so I've had tinnitus for quite a while. Uh, as, as you were saying, um, Frida, and out of kind of nowhere, maybe I was listening to music too loud. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway, I've had um, that for a while. And when I decided to write about it, um, the first one of the first concepts that kind of came into mind is that um, when you have tinnitus and it bothers you, the first, like the kind of instinctive reaction you get is like, I need to stop thinking about it. But, you know, that's sort of... Um, doesn't work because it's kind of like if I tell you don't think of a pink elephant what are you going to be thinking about exactly that a pink elephant. and so yeah I enjoy I, I like that concept it was quite descriptive and so I used that concept to like put my my experience into words um yeah so that's that's where the pink elephant comes from <laughs> I, I I thought that was such a great analogy I mean I've used many many analogies over the past few years for the podcast actually when I see uh, GJ walking past the train there, um, I've often used the train example as well um, because of that kind of, you know, you move to a new place, um, there's a train running through your backyard or something, and the first few nights you can't sleep because the train is driving through the backyard, right? So your subconscious, you're always, like you wake up in the middle of the night because the train is going through that backyard and you're like, what, what's going on there? Like, is that something I need to pay attention to or something like that? And in, 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 in eventually, you get used to the train sounds, right? And then you can sleep your normal time. And with tinnitus, very similar. And therefore the analogy with the, with the pink elephant is also fantastic. Is that you try to keep it out until you realize that keeping it out and pushing it away is probably not gonna solve your problem, right? And you keep coming back, running into that rubber wall and, and hitting that, that difficulty there. And by the way, Brian, fantastic to have you here as well. Um, Brian and I are working together at the moment as well. So it's really nice that I can see that Brian has made it tonight as well. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Jonathan, um, I think I think that's, that's been like quite a, a big podcast episode that we were able to, to, to do together there. 
Um, I think one of the biggest um, uh, interesting things, though, when we talk about the, the pink elephant is when you say it's the pink elephant in the room. Um, maybe just for, for a recap for people as well, how have you been managing 20 plus years of tinnitus? So, yeah, great question. Um, I mean, I'm sure everyone here uh, has their own techniques and, and has had their own experience with it. Uh, but yeah, it, it essentially has been in waves, you know, some periods in life, you'll barely even think about it. Uh, some periods, it'll become very prominent and very annoying. Um, and yeah, to come back to the to the the thinking about a pink elephant uh, itself is uh, for me, it's 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 been more about learning to uh, tame and accept and embrace uh, the elephant. Uh, rather than trying to um, push it away. Um, and it's as when I started um, learning how to, to process that, that, you know, the where it's, it's gotten progressively better. Um, and yeah, some, some of the ways I've, I've uh, tamed the, the elephant, so to speak, was by, um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of martial arts. So I started uh, doing sports again. And of course, when you when you do sports, you kind of reduce your anxiety, your stress levels, and all of that kind of like usually brings the the, the doesn't necessarily bring the tinnitus down, but uh, heightens your acceptance level, I guess, your your tolerance to it. Um, so yeah, I guess the more important thing is imagine if your tinnitus level is kind of here. Uh, my mindset is not to try and bring the tinnitus down because ultimately that's probably not going to happen, but it is to instead increase my tolerance so that it's, it, it gets to a point where I'm comfortable with accepting and, and living uh, with it. So that's been my mindset and it's worked out quite nicely. That is actually, I actually don't even remember that we discussed it that way. Um, that's a very, very interesting insight um, because it's, To increase your tolerance, I would probably say like you have to go through even more pain points and I would have a little bit of a different approach, but I, I guess, again, everyone is so different on how they approach it. And this is why we're, we're discussing it. And this is why we're talking about it. By the way, if anyone ever uh, has a question, just speak up, right? So if you have a question, if you just want to say like, hey, I need to know this, or please tell me that, or what's your approach on this or that, please absolutely just by all means, just uh, interrupt our blabbing and uh, ask your questions if you have any. Um, but for me, the most important part is in, and, and this is what I, I had a client session earlier on and, and what is, is quite fundamental for me to make uh, people understand is that we very much have to look about, uh, around the first times that someone has started dealing with tinnitus and all the difficulties that came up then. Because six months from them, and you're still running against that imaginary wall, and you're still dealing with tinnitus, and sometimes even in a difficult, and it's still very difficult for you, you have to realize that a lot of it is based on fear and avoidance of what has originally happened to you, right? So you know how bad you've already felt with tinnitus, and you sometimes, like this goes for some people, right? So I'm just talking about a little bit of a specific example that I had today. In some people, it's actually the fear and avoidance of trying to not go through the same things that happened a while ago again, right? And, and through that, you try to avoid the negative feelings that are coming with tinnitus. You're trying to not have the emotions that are coming through tinnitus. But actually what is happening with these avoidance-based techniques 
and you're basically telling yourself like, ah, oh, no, I'm fine. It's not so bad. It's, I, don't, I shouldn't be worrying about it. You're actually making it worse because you're suppressing something that's going to come out eventually stronger. So for example, you can try to stay away from tinnitus the whole day. And the minute you go to bed at night and it's dead quiet in your, in your bedroom, tinnitus comes up and you're fully aware of it. And then the whole re reaction that you've tried to push out during the day is fully there again. And then you're battling with your tinnitus at a time that is least convenient, right? Because when you're in bed in the evening, you try to fall asleep and not battling with tinnitus. So in a way to, to, to yes, to, to, to have the courage, open yourself up to the experience that experiencing tinnitus, but decoupling yourself from negative emotions by, funny enough, closely experiencing these emotions and being able to experience these emotions most clearly wherever they might appear in your body is something that most people find, first of all, easy. They say like, oh, that's easy. Why wouldn't I be able to do that? And second of all, they say, why would that be able to help? And I can understand that. But it's only, it's a little bit like if someone tells you a story and you say like, well, I won't believe that until I have seen that with my own eyes. And then you go like, well, okay, then you go and see it with your own eyes and then you believe it. And with tinnitus, it's, it's the same thing. You have to experience the negative feelings and experience that in the end, nothing's going to happen with you. And you also have to experience that you can continue to live your life in the way that you did before, even while having tinnitus, which is then ultimately sending that signal to you that it is fully possible to have a normal life and experience tinnitus at the same time and sometimes go through a difficult more difficult period but in the end you're going to come out stronger and you're going to be all right with it jonathan what do you think about this theory yeah so uh i was just thinking about um while you were talking about last time i was i was very severely impacted by my tinnitus which was four and a half, maybe five years ago. Uh, I, I had a basically a traditional work-related burnout. Um, so a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, and sort of snowballed from there. And my tinnitus was like so loud that I couldn't do anything. Like even, you know, listening to, to music, I could you still hear my, my, my tinnitus on top of it. Um, and as you said, yeah, like it, I think, for me to be able to heal as in start kind of the acceptance uh, process i had to feel uh, those negative emotions and and kind of deal with them and then because without those i would have never been able to like understand okay this is this is how i this is how tennis is, is impacting my life um and then being able to sort of commence the the, the healing process from there or the acceptance process um and yeah and it's it's through kind of this um suffering that you sort of usually take proactive steps uh, in your life to i don't know change habits change diets change um, uh start a new hobby uh change jobs uh, i'm currently changing jobs again because i didn't want to burn out for a second time um and yeah so you kind of learn through that negative impact um, about yourself, about your body, about your mental state, and how all of these things uh, are directly intertwined with your tinnitus. Um, so yeah, in the end, at the end of the day, what you said is absolutely true. It's without facing this negativity at first, 
you wouldn't have the impulse to kind of make these changes to your own uh, uh, life. Yeah. Habits. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Um, in a way, I also would have to say that in some cases, right? So when maybe we don't have um, modular tinnitus, so tinnitus that can be modulated by neck and back pain, um, somatic tinnitus, um, that is. And then often I would agree that running and trying 50 different things that in the end all have little to no influence on your tinnitus is actually keeping the reactivity alive to a level where um, whenever something doesn't work, you get propelled back into your negative cycle. And the more you try, the less options you still have available, the more anxious you get about your tinnitus. Because that's fueling the fear and avoidance-based reaction that you had from the start because you know how bad it was at the start, right? So in a way, what I, what I tell people is when they ask me, like, for example, today I got the question, Look, when I when I go online and I go in the forums and I see someone said to says in the forum, I managed to habituate after eight months. And for me, it's been six months. And then I think, oh God, I'm so far from habituating and it's only two months left. And if you then realize, if you take advice or when you look online and, and project things that other people do in their lives or that they actually maybe momentarily only wrote down in that very moment, what if that person had a breakdown the next day? And they didn't, they didn't say that anywhere in the comment below. So maybe they, they were very fine after a few months and then the next day uh, things completely changed again, right? So I, I have to say that you have to be very careful as to comparing your process and your progress with other people. And in the way habituation, and this is something in Jonathan, it's been a while since we talked about what I do in my coachings now. So I think I've learned quite a little bit since we started the, pro the podcast um, or we did the podcast over two years ago, I think already, um, that podcast episode. And it has evolved tremendously what I, what I do in my coachings now. So just to, to give you a teeny tiny bit of a hint, um, it literally is, and we know that by scientific research now, not that I have conducted, but that is being conducted by scientists, is that the neuro, the neuroplastic changes that can occur in your brain, it's always such a big word, right? Neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity is basically just your brain's ability to adapt negatively and positively. So Jonathan, when you talk about burning out, then your brain comes into a state of um, depression, you have a lack of serotonin, other neurotransmitters are heightened, and you're in a state of burnout, right? That's neuroplasticity as well, because your brain is changing into a state that makes you feel worse, right? So the contrary is also there. You can have neuroplastic changes that allow you to react differently to tinnitus. And in a way, and this is fantastic, that's why I love the last podcast episode with um, uh, Professor Hubert Lim from the Neuromod Linear Company, which by the way, everyone can think about them what they want, but it was excellent research that he does. And he's an excellent uh, professor in uh, Minneapolis. And um, it's very interesting that the machine doesn't actually tackle tinnitus itself in a way, but the machine actually tackles something different. The machine actually tackles you to react differently to sounds which in a way the coaching does similarly, because I'm telling you one thing, the big assumption. So if I had to make an elevator pitch now for you for 
10 seconds, I will tell you that the practice of CBT and acceptance and commitment therapy is confronting you with the worst fears about tinnitus, is allowing your subconscious not to be repetitively fearful about tinnitus. Therefore, you don't constantly go about perceiving your tinnitus. The tinnitus goes into the back of your mind. You don't pay attention to it all the time and it decreases in volume as well, right? So in a way, that is what I would say is what I have developed in the last few years. And Juan, do you have a question? You have a question for us. You have raised your hands. You're very welcome to ask a question. Was that an intentional raise? Yeah, you're muted still. Maybe not. Sorry. Okay. So um, how do you, do you how do you marry or does CBT uh, therapy and neuroplasticity do both achieve the same goal of habituation? Is that can that be uh, you know? So uh, assume, assume. So so assume that the the questions. So look, CBT. The core fundamental um, uh, assumption of CBT is that nothing is fundamentally wrong with you, right? So that's the core fundamental. You have a, a, a set of beliefs around tinnitus. For example, because the doctor told you there's nothing you can do, don't stress out about it. Go home. You stress out about it and Google in the forums and you go crazy about it and you get very upset. We all did it. I did it. Uh, Jonathan probably did it. Probably a lot of people in this meeting tonight did it. Um, but if you assume that CBT is able to tackle at least some of these assumptions, right? So you change your assumptions, what happens in your brain, right? If you if you manage to change these assumptions, plus you manage to sort of react differently to tinnitus and um, incorporate what I just uh, talked about, about the emotions in the acceptance and commitment framework, then you create neuroplastic changes, which in the end of the, at the end of the day is not something that someone goes with a, with a tool saws open your skull and electrocutes your brain to make changes happen. But literally, and we know that through behavior, our brain is able to adapt and shift and change. And that's basically just what neuroplasticity has changed. And of course, CBT um, has shown to, so for example, when you're learning a new language, and your, your learning area, repetitive language and language skills changes, then parts in your brain also adapt and change. That could also be referred to as neuroplastic changes. Is that answering okay. your question or, or, or was your question? Well, I've done, I've done some coaching with uh, a colleague of yours and, uh, and, and he's, it, it, his approach is more through meditation and, and leaning, into the, leaning into, the, into the sound Right. And kind of, uh, I don't know if you make peace with it or right. Is or, that you're talking, you're talking about Glenn, right? Right, right. I, I know, right. I know, I know my guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, Glenn, no, fantastic work he does. I I love what he does, and I appreciate him so much. And um, you know, in the end, we all have different approaches, right? We all have different under approaches, understandings. Um, but in the way to 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 habituating to leaning into tinnitus right? Familiarizing yourself with um, the underlying negative um, emotions. Meditation is a way. Meditation simply is sitting with what is, right? And if what is, is tinnitus emotion and anxiety coming up in that very moment, you're familiarizing yourself with it. You're getting closer to it. You are taking basically, it's like you're on a sailing boat. There's a lot of wind 
and then the sailing boat leaves. Roger, it's been fantastic that you've joined us. Thank you so much. Um, enjoy the enjoy the Europa Cup final tonight. Thank you. I'm sorry it was short, but um, it was nice to meet you and, and, and meet everyone, and I will get involved going forward. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, Roger. We uh, we will repost the. Um, the, the live meeting as well on the ch different channels. Of course, also uh, check out, I want to say that for all of you, the www.mightsenators.club community, yeah. you can get a free trial there as well and including to uh, look at all the recordings. But thank you for joining and enjoy the football tonight. Likewise. Hope you get a good stream. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you, Roger. Bye-bye. And Juan, to go back to your to your question, and um, uh, Jonathan, I'm, I quickly want to want to finish this and then we can we can, we can can take up our chat again. Um, and uh, uh, Juan, th th does it make sense what I, in the way I was explaining to you? So you could get closer to the essence of what tinnitus represents to you. And the more you can actually um, uh, uh, go into that nature of what tinnitus represents you, you get closer to it. You transform the kind of anxiety and the fears that you basically have with it and therefore get used to it. And that, of course, also induces neuroplastic changes, which is in the way you not reacting to tinnitus in that way anymore. In the end, if you would sloppily describe habituation is no reaction to tinnitus at all, negative or positive. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's that's more or less where I'm at now. But um, I, I don't know if it's uh, if it if, if it's intermittent tinnitus, what I have or 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 that my habituation becomes very um, ideal at some occasions because there are, there are days or weeks where I'm I'm perfectly almost at zero, and then suddenly I get a week of of just you know blasted, and uh, and I know that I have to go back and forth. It's it's like they say you know two steps forward and three steps back, and you keep going yeah. back and forth. But I never know if if meditation is actually making it worse for me or if uh, or because I I can sit with it, and I'm fine with it. But but eventually, I mean, at at 11:30 at night, when I can not go to sleep, I'm I get pretty upset. So I'm like I'm wondering. Well, maybe the fact that I'm that I'm leaning so much into it during meditation, it's actually not helping <clears throat> me because I've I've avoided masking at all. I mean, I I don't I, I I've heard so many people say that masking eventually just it's so counterproductive uh that uh that i that i try not to mask ever uh but uh i i think i think what's important and this is something that i like <laughs> to share a lot of people um is that i think you should never become dogmatic about things so you shouldn't have you know it, it, i mean there is no there is no race to be won here so if masking in particular circumstances can support and help you and Rudy, I, I remember that we had this discussion before as well. Um, then by all means, use some of it if it helps you in certain circumstances, right? There is no race to be won here. You don't have to compare yourself to someone else or if for someone else, masking is very counterproductive. Huh? But for you, it's helpful in certain circumstances. Don't become, don't get dogmatic about it. It's very important that you are gentle with yourself and being gentle with yourself involves that you try things that work for you and you also do things and you avoid things that seem not to work that much for you, right? Jonathan, in the, sorry. In the beginning, it can be very useful Yeah. at the start of yeah. habituation. It can yeah. be very useful. Yeah. 
it's, yeah, I, it, I, I, I did do it at of, the beginning. Yeah, it, it's a part of uh, uh, TRT, tinnitus retraining therapy, and uh, sound therapy is is a, a, a important uh, uh, part of that. And uh, uh, they say that after a while, you don't need to uh, mask it anymore. But in the beginning, it can be very useful to make the first step. Let me tell to, you why. To, 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 uh, uh, to, if you are very anxious, so, exactly. what, uh, exactly. uh, so what I am, and that, then shooting sounds can make you um, uh, less anxious and more comfortable. Yeah. And then, uh, then, yeah, then the reason, then the reason why, it, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, Rudy. Yeah, then it's then is it a good a good tool to start yeah. with? Yeah, that 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 is exactly correct. So when you at the mm. at the height of anxiety and you just started suffering from tinnitus, of course anything um, is better than taking benzodiazepines, for example, in order to calm you down. So if masking helps you to break that uh, vicious cycle, right? Um, then if 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 that helps you to and help helps you to break that vicious cycle and not be so reactive around it. And it reduces the amount of adrenaline, cortisol, and stress hormones that you that you have and, and that are constantly released. Then by all means, masking can be very favorable. However, I guess what you're referring to, to Rudy, and later on, and this is also what I share and Juan, what I also say about masking is that later on, the more you use masking, the more you get the more you hold up the reactivity, because as soon as you turn the masking off, the tinnitus is back on and your reaction to it is back there. So therefore, you know, but I, I would say it's, it's a very, very individual, um, a very, very individual uh, case. Marion, masking, um, thanks for the question. Masking just simply means playing sounds um, on top of your tinnitus so that you prefer to hook your attention on a sound apart from um, the tinnitus because it's more comfortable to listen, for example, to ocean waves. Jonathan, now I'm so sorry. It's your time. <laughs> no, 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 no worries at all. It's it's fantastic to uh, to hear from from people. I mean, uh, I've had tinnitus for so long, but I, I don't really know many people besides Frida um, who who have. Or I mean, a lot of people say they have tinnitus, but then when they, you ask them how much it bothers them, and they're like, "Oh no, it's fine." like that like the kind of yeah that's a different level of tinnitus but anyway it's it's great to to hear uh, from other experience experiences uh, and what i wanted to share about masking is so i'm i'm, I'm a huge uh, tech nerd i guess and um yes, so back like 5 years ago when when my when my tinnitus kind of suddenly doubled or tripled in volume because of the uh, work related burnout so yeah, I was in total panic mode, like trying everything and anything out. And one thing that I discovered, which is, I mean, tech related and that I've never looked back is uh, bone conduction headphones. I don't know if this, uh, if anyone is familiar with these, but they're essentially headphones that don't go into your ears, but like on your cheekbones. And I've been, I've, I mean, now I use them pretty much for anything, but back in the days when, when my tinnitus was super loud, I would um, just like play, yeah, exactly. The, the same model as, as Frida has. And it essentially, yeah, plays sound kind of through your cheekbones. And what that allows or allowed me to do is that I would 
you know, keep on doing the stuff that I would normally do, like um, have a conversation or watch a watch a watch a movie or do anything, but then play like some rain sounds through my cheekbones, I guess. Um, and so that kind of what I like about it is that it's a healthier kind of way of 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 listening. So it is masking, but in a healthier way because it doesn't have that like it, it doesn't block your 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 ears, and so your tinnitus doesn't suddenly you know become louder. And because of that, you have to like boost the volume of the music uh, higher in order to mask. But it's kind of like a milder, more relaxed uh, way of masking. And yeah, it's it's been really fantastic for me. Uh, I don't know if anyone has tried that, uh, but I would certainly recommend. Um, so yeah, that was, I just wanted to react on the topic of masking because those things really, really saved me in the, in the tougher times, um, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, again, I, I completely agree. And especially when we do go through a more challenging time that we're not so used to, um, why shouldn't we not be gentle with ourselves and resort to the tools that we know are helpful for us? Right. So if I know that, I mean, I am deaf on, on that one ear and the other ear is not great anymore. And if I do get a spike, it really is a spike to the extent that I can barely hear other things sometimes. And of course, then it can be beneficial, for example, to wear the bone conduction headphones. I actually very seldomly do, but um, for sports, for example, um, I wear them. For those who are listening to this afterwards, because this will also be a podcast episode, you won't be able to see them. But uh, very, very simple to just Google uh, bone conduction headphones, and then you will see many different options. I think there's currently only one big uh, brand. Um, they're called Aftershocks. Uh, we're not related with them at all. Um, but I think that's probably only the one brand that does them properly. Um, I've, I've, seen, I've seen a few out there. I think more and more more and more people are, are, are companies are slowly doing them. I think even the big brands like, I don't know, Sony or Philips okay. or whatever started doing them okay. uh, or Sennheiser and stuff like that. But yeah, the, the ones I've, the only ones I've tried were, were the ones you just uh, mentioned. Um, uh, yeah, I can recommend. But yeah, yeah. more and more people start uh, uh, developing this kind of stuff because it's, yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And thank you all for having that, uh, for, for asking these interesting questions. Juan, thank you for coming on and asking that question. Um, we're having a, a, a good big meeting. I see up to 15 people in here already. Some had to leave again, some news are, new are coming on. So that's uh, very great to see. And it's um, very nice to see you all here tonight. So of course, um, in the same way that Jonathan did it already, if you have questions, Marion also did it. She wrote in the chat simply, that's of course, more than accepted as well. So if you do have questions, you can just ticker them in the chat or do what I'm doing right now. You can react. So you can give applause. Look, ooh, well done. Or you can simply raise your hand, click on that raise your hand emoji if you have a question. Yeah, Jonathan, nice one. Uh, anyways, um, so if you do have uh, questions, um, we yeah, we would more than be happy to answer any kind of questions that you might have at this point um, because that's what we're here for as well right so Jonathan and I with combined I guess what you have 20 years and I have about 12 so then 32 years of tinnitus experience basically that yeah. is quite a lot yeah quite a quite a while of this already quite a while yeah 
Do you still, I, I remember that when we did the podcast, Jonathan, um, mm -hmm. you had a little rain cube sound machine next to your bed. Are you still using that? Yes. Uh, every single one. Oh. I've been thinking, I really want this acting thing to work. I need to focus all my energy on it. Someone's listening to something. Okay. Uh, yeah, I absolutely still have that um, little rain machine next to next to my bed, actually. And yeah, absolutely every single night I use it. The same program, the rain sound, uh, the same volume. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was quite surprised to hear from Juan, I believe, that um, apparently masking is counterproductive. Um, I'm not sure why. Um, I'd be very much interested in, in, in hearing why. Uh, but for me, yeah, it's definitely helped uh, sleep. Uh, yeah, just having that little, I mean, it's quite lo-fi. It's, uh, it's not the, the most uh, hi-fi uh, device out there. But yeah, just having like, so especially the, I mean, you know this story already, Prida, but for me, the sound of rain, yeah. even if it's uh, uh, lo-fi uh, as, as in this device, the sound of rain for me is, is perfect because it's the perfect blend between constant and chaotic so for example i hate white noise because it's too constant yeah although it is technically a mishmash of all the frequencies together but anyway without getting into the details white noise is too constant and then stuff like fan noise and things like that is too um not constant enough too chaotic and i've found personally for myself that rain rain is typically in, in between because it has that like constant white noise-ish background but like with some droplets here and there that make it more, more chaotic and so yeah rain sounds has been the the life-saving sound for me um i even have a oh i mean i know you've shared it sometime afrida but i have a a, a collection of uh binaural rain sound yeah. recordings on 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 soundcloud um, so yeah, I'm, if, if you all poke, uh, if whoever is interested uh, wants to poke Frida about it, I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll share that with you. Absolutely. And um, just to quickly go into it, uh, Jonathan, mm -hmm. I only say that masking in the long run sometimes can um, be uh, negative. Think about it this way. Like you fall asleep to the rain sound, you wake up in the middle of the night and the rain machine's uh, battery has died. And then you are not able to go back to sleep because you don't have the rain sound anymore. And that way it would be quite counterproductive. So it would be much more productive as we will probably not get rid of our tinnitus in our lifespan anymore. It might be much more productive to just be learning that you can absolutely sleep the needed amount of hours that you need anyways, fully aware to the fact that tinnitus is no threat at all and that you can more than easily relax into sleeping that time. I, for example, I mean, again, there is no bragging or anything. There is no right or wrong or anything like that. I'm just saying this can be a side effect maybe that could be, <clears throat> right? So you wake up, rain machines off, you get reactive about your tinnitus, cortisol, adrenaline release, can't sleep anymore. Not the situation you want. So I sleep with an earplug at night because sometimes my, um, my, sometimes my neighbors are, uh, getting up very early or something like that and I prefer not to hear anything apart from my tinnitus than um, <laughs> hearing something from the outside right but everyone is different so I would uh, advise everyone to not be dog dogmatic about it but really just to try what's their way what's their best way to 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 a solution but I say to people for example they I say I have to sleep with the tv on it's very 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 
counterproductive because you wake up, you immediately have light in your eye again. You get very awake. Um, the movements and stuff also wake you up again. So uh, the, the, in the long run, it would be the much better idea to try to absolutely not be reactive to your tinnitus in a certain way through many different techniques. And we've talked about them a little bit today already. Um, but to really learn that tinnitus does not have to pose any kind of obstacle on restful sleep if you don't perceive it to be a threat in that sense. Marion, you're raising your hand. Hey, uh, Friede, I just wanted to um, yeah. clarify on Jonathan's uh, yes. concern. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, in, in fact, I did use masking and I still use it, but I, yeah. I did use it a lot. Uh, um, Glenn's, uh, <clears throat> Glenn, Glenn's coaching uses masking initially as part of uh, um, easing into the meditation and not, <clears throat> not confronting the problem head on. Right. <clears throat> so what I, but what I meant is that slowly if, uh, and gradually, and as, as uh, uh, you know, as capable as you can uh, achieve uh, or, or achieve it is if you can gradually get rid of those, uh, those, um, um, camouflage and, and kind of deal with it head on in a very peaceful and loving way. Uh, it, it, I think it helps. And at least that's, that's what I'm aiming to. Uh, and, uh, and I sleep with masking. I, I don't, I use voices. I like to, I put a podcast to go to sleep and, um, but I would like to not have to rely on that because batteries do die <laughs> in the middle of the night. So. Anyhow, so hope so, that clears so, that. Yeah, no, just you know, just important. Remember, like it's it's physiologically absolutely possible to experience <coughs> tinnitus and sleep. Tinnitus has no direct effect for your hippocampus ability, the forebrain's ability to shut off and you to go asleep. Tinnitus has no effect. On that at all. The only effect that it does have is your hormonal reaction to it that is a stress reaction that the release of cortisol and adrenaline, which basically is eliminating melatonin in your melatonin levels in your body. Why? Because the hormones that are supposed to push us if we perceive that something is dangerous are securing our survival, right? So when you're in a cave 200,000 years ago and there's a tiger coming in, you really don't want to be knocked out by melatonin to be sleeping for the next six hours because then the tiger is eating you. So thereby your stress reaction is suppressing the melatonin for you to be able to flee and to survive. However, with tinnitus, this reaction is sort of like misguided in a way and but what we need to understand that tinnitus itself, the sound itself, has no physiological impact on your ability to experience fully a natural sleep. And I think this is a fact that's incredibly important to emphasize because it, it, it will take a lot of fear of a lot of people who think I will never be able to sleep normally again, but you are absolutely.
We'll be right back to the episode in just a few moments. I want to give out another shout to our Tinnitus membership online community. At www.mytinnitus.club, you can access a vast catalog of resources that will help you to manage your tinnitus the best way possible. You can find resources on tinnitus management, tinnitus for sleep, tinnitus and stress, tinnitus and the best mindset that you should be in in order to tackle tinnitus-related issues. And you can access all that content, uh, get to know new members of the community, join our exclusive club for as little as $14.99 per month. You support the cause of what I do and you get exclusive access to so many different things that will help you to get a completely new approach to your tinnitus. So I will see you all at www.mytinnitus.club. And now let's get back into the episode. Marion. Did you want to say something as well? You have your hand still raised. Yeah, uh, I do, because you went to Jonathan. And so <laughs> I'm just listening. Um, I, I think I went ahead and put the question that I had in the chat, uh, that question there. But I'm more along, uh, Jonathan hit it right on the head with, some of my experience, you know, and one other thing that I do want to add in there is that if I find something that is really comical, funny, like a series, and I look at my concentrations is more on the laughing and I can stay focused there, but I still have the problem with going to sleep. And just like, I like the rain sound. I don't too much just like Jonathan, like the white noise, mm -hmm. but even sometime with the rain, it ignores me. Like I could have it on while I'm sleeping. It wakes me up and it's very annoying. And I don't know if that's because we have a lot of airplanes that fly over in the Beverly Hills area where I live in California. I, you know, I can hear the airplanes coming sometime like <laughs> tinnitus is in both ears is different I don't know if that's because I have a I have a tumor in the left ear and so I don't know if that's a problem because sometimes it becomes very aggravating to me noise like constant noise like right now we have a demolition in our area right next door so it's a lot of noise constantly from the early morning until late. I can't go out of my house because most of the work sometimes is in my house. It's been there for a long time. So everything real right now is being very annoying and my ear is aching. Sometimes it's popping. Sometimes I'm hearing words like when I'm looking at people talk or anything is skipping one, like I'm missing a word in between, you know, and when I begin to type, it's like, Typing sometimes is very annoying for me because my thought pattern is I, I feel what I want to type down, but I'm typing something else sometimes, you know, so all of this is becoming very annoying. I don't know it's because I'm hearing two different sounds like right now talking to you. I can feel my voice getting raised because I feel like you can't hear me and I got to therefore raise my voice. 
And because I might be hearing noises over here out of this ear, which is something different and a noise coming out of the other ear, that is something different. So that's right. my question. Right. Do anybody have that experience, like having two different sounds? I guess, I guess it's something that's actually not that abnormal, right? I, I mean, I, I, I have no sounds on my left ear that is completely dead, but I could say that my right ear, uh, the hearing loss has progressed so much that I basically have neighboring frequency tinnitus. So it's like one high pitch screech and then maybe two or 1.5 kilohertz below another one. So they layer together. So it's like, if you think about a light, a light stream comprised of different colors, red, green, and yellow. So I have three light streams of tinnitus that go at the same time, basically. So it's not that it's like, like, like maybe a humming and a high pitch, but it's like three neighboring high pitch sounds. But yes, I think Jonathan, you also said it, that you also experience a few different sounds at the same time, right? Yeah. Um, so if I, if I pay close attention to it, uh, yeah, I have slightly different uh, kind of, tones, but also it, they both independently shift along the day, you know, sometimes yeah. left will be louder and, you know, sometimes yeah. I have like a, a sudden spike on, on one year and not the other, sometimes both, like it, it just constantly changing. Um, but yeah, to, to answer or to, uh, yeah, to answer Marion, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, but it's my, correct. Yeah, my, my experience ha hasn't been uh, at all uh, the same as, as yours. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm sorry to hear uh, about yeah. that experience. And and mine's have been constantly. It has never stopped since everything started after I took the second shot of the Pfizer. Everything, nothing. I can't even walk. So. I'm just saying that, you know, and that's to me, I'm dealing with not just my tinnitus in both of my ears and now knowing I got a tumor there too, I'm experiencing the, my, my legs not able to walk. So that had nothing to do with my tendonitis. So do you understand my frustration though? So it's just not that. I'm going to five different doctors. Uh, I got two research teams that are doing research on me at Cedar sinai So this is a lot. So I, you know, I, I believe in your work, Feder. I really do. I think that you kind of like helped me a little bit with trying to find some stability in my life, you know, and I mean, I may not get on every time, but I think that your work is very, very important. It's just that mine's right now is very complicated. Mine's is very complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that, Marion, and thank you for um, acknowledging that, but um, it's uh, great to have you in the community and uh, albeit all these difficult circumstances, you joining these beatings. And I think what we can all say is that we can, we can be with you in our thoughts and that we can wish you all the best of luck for the things to, um, to get a little bit better. And, you know, sometimes we have to ease into the things that we cannot control. So try to find islands of relief or opening up to experience rather than closing down and, and fighting things. Because sometimes, you know, outside construction, we also have construction here at the moment at our uh, house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes we just can't, we can't, we can't change these things. And, and yeah, but we're, we're with you in our thoughts. And so thank you so much for, 
for joining us today. And um, yeah, it's always nice to have you on the community. But um, I wanted to uh, answer the question that Christopher already asked uh, a few, um, uh, nearly 10 minutes ago here in the chat. So um, Christopher asked, I keep here, I'm just going to read this because this is also going to be a podcast episode later. So people know what the question is. Okay, so I'm quickly going to read what Christopher asks. Christopher asks, I keep hearing about people going days or even weeks without noticing their tinnitus. I've had it for just over a year now, and I have, have not had a day where I've actually forgotten it. I don't experience much anxiety anymore, but I do think I've trained my brain to try and notice the tinnitus. So I do notice it many, many times during the day. Do you have any practical tips on how I could break that cycle? Um, and Christopher, um, it's, it's a very, very good um a very, very good um, a question, and I think it's probably the holy grail of tinnitus management um, that, of course, it's very normal to fall in this, even when you broke anxiety, falling into a habitual cycle where tinnitus is somehow tagged with a, a the experience of some negativity, right? So or just like this little thing that, you know, when you when you when you go to something that makes you a little bit nervous, that little bit of nervousness in your stomach or something that is just not quite right, right? And when you have this little noticing about it. So there's a few techniques and a few things that I share with the people that I say are relatively easy to try and distance yourself from it. Um, but maybe not even distancing yourself from it. So the first step that I would um, recommend to you is to notice these times and to be clearly in noticing them, right? Not only noticing or not only realizing that in that very moment you have a little bit of an annoyed reaction, maybe not an anxiety reaction, but you notice it and you're like, oof, there it is. And 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 what I what what I could try to 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 say to you in order to 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 not maybe break it instantly because we want to go uh, little by little, we want to take small steps and then go 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 advanced by that but to say that you start noticing it. For example, um, if you have an adjective that you can describe these moments with, um, for, for example, irritating, and you can just say the word irritating to yourself in the moment that this happens. And this will help you to basically remove yourself a little bit from this automatic habitual reaction. So you can just, by saying that, you can trigger, trigger a little bit of your rational part of your brain, which keeps basically kicks you out into a surveillance perspective that you basically get out of this, out of this very, very subconsciously normal reaction to like, ah, oh, there it is again. And you're like, yeah, you shy away and you're like, yeah, nah, that was, you know? So I, I, know, I know that this is maybe, maybe seems relatively simple and straightforward, but uh, as a first step, um, removing yourself from it while adopting a little bit of an eagle's eye perspective on the, the situation. So first of all, instead of trying to say, no, I don't want to have these moments anymore, try to have them even more or at least become much more conscious of them when they're happening. And maybe you can even say a pattern, right? Maybe you can see, ah, it happens every morning after I finish my cereal on my way to work. And a certain thing triggers it. And you can start understanding what happens in that moment or what are the reasons for why you relate to your experience with ex perceiving tinnitus in that moment, in that moment like that, right? And just maybe maybe see and try and see how that goes as a very first step. And, um, and, and, then, and then notice what happens over the course of one, two, three weeks. 
I think that, yeah. And I, I and, and, and this is something where, where a lot of people can make even more progress in my opinion, when we, when we try to experience that habitual reaction more clearly, rather than trying to say like, actually, this is not what I want. But you only get where you want to be by being more conscious and more mindful of what it is that you don't want, right? And the more you dissect it and the more you get familiarized with it, the more you can openly also say, aha, interesting, there it was again. And then, you know, and then continue. And then you also realize that maybe less and less the reactivity to it get tones down a little bit, right? Little by little, you by, by practicing this more and more often, you realize that what has usually happened is an overshoot reaction. So when you get an overshoot reaction, it's like, huh, actually I maybe reacted a little bit too much than I, what I should have actually been reacting like. Yeah. Um, Chris Hannon is also back here a little bit late, Chris, but welcome. I'm going to turn this into a podcast episode so then you will be able to listen to this uh, later on as well. Chris, it's, uh, it's good to see you here again. I, I know that you've been in some of the last live events as well and have been sharing um, with the community as well. So it's, it's, it's good to see you in here as well today. Yeah, sorry, I mixed up the times. <laughs> yeah, I tried to include that timetable, but um, um, in the email and in the community and the links, but uh, I think sometimes still it gets lost a little bit. <laughs> sure, I can watch it back anyway. Yeah, but I mean, you'll you'll be able to get the recording and listen to the recording. Yeah. Um, fantastic, guys. Um, are there any more questions for today for us? If there's no questions, I, 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 I'd love to, oh, I'd love to react to, to the same question that Christopher just, um, yeah. just asked. Um, so unfortunately, I don't have any practical tips, um, but if it helps in my 20 year experience, there are definitely moments where you're like, you know, I mean, for me, it was, it was very often um, when going to bed that I was the most impacted and annoyed by, by my tinnitus. And yeah, what I want to say is that it's, it definitely happens when sometimes you go to bed and your tinnitus is there, of course, it's still there, but you're like, hmm, I'm actually okay with this. And that's when you know that your kind of tolerance has, um, uh, how, do you, how do you call this in English? Over, overpassed or, Probably. yeah, over, overtaken the, 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 the kind of tinnitus annoyance level. So yeah, I just wanted to say that it hopefully, probably uh, will happen or it does happen. Um, I mean, for me, as, as I mentioned before, it, 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 um, it's all connected to, to my anxiety and stuff like that. I know that it might not be the same for everyone, but for me, as soon as I can bring those things down and then my tolerance goes up and then, yeah, uh, one day I just go to bed and like, oh, it's actually fine, as, as Frida was saying. I don't, <clears throat> I don't get that um, overshoot reaction or however you put it. Um, and yeah, so it's definitely possible to to have uh, to, to bring change to your to your um, relationship with with tinnitus. 
But no, which is... this is exactly so crucial and important, Jonathan. So thank you for sharing because this is this is this is the crux and the center of the of the crispy the crispiness of the cookie. Um, because when you when you say, for example, tinnitus and sleep or going to bed is connected, then your tinnitus or you in anticipation, because we're humans are conditioned, right? When we in, in anticipation go brush our teeth and we know that our tinnitus is annoying to us when we go to bed, I'm telling you, by the time you're brushing your teeth, because it involves going to bed, because this is what follows after, your subconscious will be ramping up a little bit already. And as soon as you enter the room and your bed is there, the mattress, a lot of people, especially when tinnitus pairs up with insomnia, go into full-on connection mode, awakeness, in full-on fighting mode. Therefore, in order to understand that reaction, to dissect it, also what with Christopher, is that we first have to level it to conscious experience, right? So that it doesn't become just an automatic reaction that we have conditioned ourselves to through circumstances, right? Through understandings, through how we have felt about something, in this case, tinnitus, in the past, right? So we have to first bring an element of, of awareness and understanding of what is going on in that very moment. And when we understand that and are able to understand the reaction as a whole more, right? Then you can also go the quicker steps to lying in bed and say, look that I have been reacting exactly like this to my tinnitus every time that I go to bed. And then I'm tossing and turning because this is when I start most struggling with it. And the more you toss and turn at night, the more, it's, it's as simple as that. Like when, some, when you're someone with insomnia, then you're someone with insomnia. When you're someone who's not an insomniac, then you're someone who is not an insomniac. It's as simple as that. And why is it like that? Because we make a connection. We make subconscious connections with a lot of things. It's as easy as when you put food to your cat at 8 a.m. every morning and uh, on a weekend you want to sleep until 9 a.m. Your cat is there at, at 9 a.m. at 8 a.m. and like, where is my food, dude? Because your cat is used to the food at 8 a.m. If you're used to lying in bed, worrying about not being asleep, then you will not be asleep, right? So understanding these things and that these are the principles of acceptance and commitment therapy and whether you use them for spider phobia um which especially is in the podcast episode with rilana shima or you use them for insomnia and for all of you guys who do have a tinnitus and insomnia thing i recommend uh, the sleep book by dr guy meadows fantastic book with um with sleep problems i've loved it it's fantastic and um, or you use the same protocols of acceptance and commitment to tinnitus and to change your underlying reaction to first understand it, to be co become conscious of it, and then to change it as a whole, which in the end is what can follow is being habituated by it if habituation in a way is being non-reactive to tinnitus. And yeah, that was a lot of a lot of talking, a lot of monologues again um, for from from me tonight. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, ah, Chris. He, he's fine when you're going to sleep. Or you thankful for when I got work in the most of the evening. Yeah, yeah. It, you, another element that is, is important to notice, right? When you're in the evening and when you're tired, 
it's a little bit more difficult for your brain to tune out a lot of things, right? When we're in the morning and we're able to focus on one particular thing, it's very easy to tune a lot of things out and to only focus on this one thing. It's easier for tinnitus to just disappear into the background. Whereas in the evening when we're more tired and we're just, ugh, our cognitive ability is a little bit lower as well. And then it's more difficult to just have tinnitus disappear into the background, but be mindful of it, right? Not to have an anxiety reaction to it, but to be say like, yeah, I'm, I'm used to this. This is how it is. I'm still able to relax, enjoy my evening. I'm doing this or that. And when it comes, I'm like, ah, oh, hello, reactivity. Uh, interesting you're here today. And then move on and do the next thing that you're doing. And I'm sure you will perceive some benefits by simply doing that. It's as simple as that, but it's very, very, very effective. Mm -hmm. I, All I right. Any more questions for today? Um, Rudy has a question. Oh yeah, Rudy. I didn't see the hand. It's so it's nearly disappearing ah. the white. Sorry. Okay. No problem. Now for me, it's uh, going to bed. Uh, I'm fine with my tinnitus, so I can sleep very well. And then I think, okay, I accept it. But then I woke up in the morning, and then the disappointment is there. Oh, I've I have tinnitus. And then the whole process of the day starts again. Um, then I have to, the, the anxiety comes up um, and then I have, I need the whole morning to calm myself down and now and late in the evening it's, it's going to better and then I do bed and then it's okay. I'm fine with my tinnitus and then every, Every morning, then, yeah, it, it, the whole press process starts again, and I'm disappointed. Yeah, um, yeah, that I've still tinnitus, and yeah, then I'm think I'm then I'm fully aware of it, and then, yeah, yeah. I have to start over all over the, the the day if you understand me yeah yeah no for sure um i mean it would be an interesting question to ask yourself in those moments in the morning um how come eight hours later or seven hours later or however long you sleep everything has changed completely so eight hours before you were fine and you could deal with it and you could just leave it where it is and um go and get some shut eye and, and, and just not be too bothered by it. So if you could try and carry that non-reactivity into your morning by saying, look, if only um, I could be aware that tinnitus is present, but I don't have to be upset about it. I can go about my day. I'm not sure, but it would be interesting, you know, and these would be individual things. So for example, if you go to the tinnitus club community, you'll find uh, little exercises that you can do there, for example, in the morning, you could do them in the morning and to see which things is your tinnitus um, uh, annoying you most in, right? So in a situation where it annoys you, you might want to be yeah. very conscious that your tinnitus is annoying you in that very moment. And then by bringing more awareness into that moment, being able to um, transform it and experience that you don't have to be anxious about your tinnitus in these moments in the morning, right? And yeah. therefore creating an alternative strategy for you to mm -hmm. experience tinnitus throughout the morning, if that is when you have the most difficulty. Yeah, that's the most, yeah. Can that something have to do with, in the, uh, in the morning you have the 
highest level of cortisol. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It could be, could be as well. I mean, some people report that that tinnitus is a lot louder in the evening. Some people report that it's louder in the morning. I think that's something incredibly individual. But I mean, in the end, we all have to deal with it, whether it's in the morning or the day. Some people will say, I'd rather have it in the morning because then it, I wouldn't affect my sleep. And some people, as you will say, like, ah, but yeah. in the morning, I just want to read my newspaper and I want to enjoy yeah. and relax. And, yeah. you know, so yeah. the grass is always greener on the other side. No, no, and no, no. We all no, have no. to deal with the, with the reactivity, right? Yeah. I'm sympathizing with all the sufferers. So I understand there's uh, different situations, but... In my case, uh, it's it's yeah. Every every morning, I have to start all over again, <laughs> and I don't understand because I've, I'm going to bed. I think sometimes I did. Uh, uh, I show you my headband. Yeah. And sometimes uh, I don't need them. I can sleep without them, and I fall asleep, and then. Yeah, in the in the morning, then oh, my tennis is is there, and I'm suffering from it. I'm I I annoyed. Uh, yeah, what I said, I, I will repeat myself now. But I have to start the whole day. I need the whole morning to to calm me down and then yeah to distract but, myself. But let, me, but let me tell you something. Um, you mm -hmm. you would you would you would you would want to if you're doing this work every day again why don't you take something out of it ask yourself the similar question and record your answer to that question using a questionnaire i have these questionnaires online or just writing mm -hmm. a diary in the morning and why don't you use that that every morning the same thing is happening by learning something about yourself right use it as an opportunity to learn something about yeah. yourself because when you learn something about the way you approach tinnitus every single morning, you can learn something about how you might want to change that exactly. So mm -hmm. I can recommend that, that you can do that and that you find tons of exercises there or you can ask me and, find, and ask an email and ask me, um, can I use this technique or that technique? And I'm more than happy to help you with that. Okay. Um, but now is Gertrude's uh, time. Gertrude, you have your hand raised and you also wanted to ask a question. Hi, I just wanted to ask, could we get a recording? Because I've missed a lot of this call. Yes, you know how long we're recording? We're already recording one hour and seven minutes. That's oh, my yes. lovely so, wife, Stefania, by the way. I've missed a lot of it. Um, no problem at all. We have recorded um, all of it. And Great. I will even be making a podcast episode. And it will be the... Will it be, Jonathan, will it be the, the Pink Elephant 2.0? Um, I don't know if I deserve that kind of honor, to be honest. <laughs> you're the, Why not? You're the owner of this, so <laughs> feel free. Feel free to name it. And we, we, can, we can brainstorm over a beer in a couple of days if you feel free. Okay. Speaking of, of beer, actually, um, and I, I wanted to react to this whole, um, uh, both things that Christopher and, and Rudy have mentioned, which kind of both talk about, you know, a cycle and, and how to break that cycle and actually i just realized that i kind of lied when i said i didn't have any practical uh, tips uh, for christopher just a few minutes ago so i'm gonna go back on that one and and maybe offer uh one tip i don't know how practical it is but one thing that really really helped me um kind of accept my tinnitus was to learn uh, that i have control over it um 
And so this is going to sound maybe very silly to you all, but for example, I, I love beer. I live in Germany. Uh, and so it's quite common to have uh, a beer uh, after work over here. Um, and I just had one, delicious, by the way. Uh, but so when I when I have a beer, I, I might, my, my, because of, I assume, the alcohol and the sugars and whatever, my tinnitus gets louder, like automatically, uh, like two, three sips in, and I can already hear it kind of like uh, getting louder. And it took me a while to realize that. But when I did, and when I started realizing that, oh, actually eating sweet stuff also has an impact, a direct immediate impact on my tinnitus. Eating very salty stuff has an immediate impact on my tinnitus. And just uh, sort of uh, realizing that connection between what I kind of put in my body has a, an effect on, on my tinnitus on my brain and whatever's going on in that in that in that box um, really gave me like some sense of oh it's actually not this kind of impending doom that I have zero control over and that's you know going to be there for eternity and that's uh, like this huge kind of uh, gloom and doom but yes yeah, something as, as simple as this as realizing oh, I have two sips of beer or I eat a, a candy and, you know, I can hear my tinnitus getting a bit louder. I don't know if it's the same for, for all of you folks, to be honest. I have no idea. But for me, it's it's definitely real. And yeah, just realizing that there's this relationship between, um, yeah, like that, that I can take steps. For example, if I don't eat a candy, then my tinnitus will stay, you know, at its current level. And that kind of like helps with the whole um, idea that, oh, it's um, my tinnitus is this, yeah, like uh, I, I don't have the perfect word for it, but like this thing that I can't control at all, uh, that I have zero impact or zero control over. And just this tiny little thing maybe is that thing that will help you like slightly get out of the loop and like break out of that cycle. At least that's what it did for me. Especially, and if I if I may add to that, and I find that fantastic, um, because it can be a, a huge helper, right? It can be a huge helper with mm -hmm. reactivity. And why is that? Why can it be a huge helper with reactivity? Because when you realize that the beer that you're going to have or the wine that you're going to have is either increasing your tinnitus directly or the next day, because I've had people that say, you know what, my tinnitus is gone when I drink alcohol. But in the next day, it's much worse. So I tell the people, you have two choices. You have choices to avoid anything that influences your tinnitus for the rest of your life. And it still, for some reasons, might sometimes go up. Or you just don't give up on the things that you enjoy and deal with it and say, I'm doing this and I'm having tinnitus. And if it goes up, I know for what reason it goes up. And I don't get reactive about this. Because I know if I'm going to have the beer, I'm going to take the consequence. I'm going to embrace the increase in tinnitus and say, when I had a beer with my man, Jonathan, I love that guy. I love having beer with him. And it's, it's, it's worth the spike for the next day because I know next day I'm going to be tired. Tinnitus is going to be a little bit louder. Haven't slept that well because alcohol is impacting our quality of sleep. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> and then I don't get reactive around it, right? I understand that what I have done have caused my tinnitus to change in a way, but I, I, I am familiar to the changes and therefore I know that I don't have to fear these changes. I don't, these changes are not going to 
to significantly impede my quality of life. Therefore, the tinnitus is not significantly, significantly impacting on my quality of life. Ergo, in the end, I can know like, if I'm less reactive about this, I'm paying less attention about it. And this is which our neuroplastic changes play us in our hand and say, tinnitus in the end will be less noticeable to you because you have less of an attention like it's less of a, of a post-it note that you put at your tinnitus, zack, pam, tinnitus is here and it's always there. And when I drink something, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to have that beer with Jonathan. It's going to be amazing. And next day, well, okay, if my tinnitus is a little bit like that. Yeah. I manage the day. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I know there's a couple of hands raised, but I just wanted to add one last thing about, about, um, about this. Is that so I obviously I mentioned, you know, sugar and salt and, and, and uh, alcohol, whatever, but this obviously applies to pretty much everything, uh, like stress, anxiety. And so that's why I've made the proactive decision recently to quit my job because it was bringing me too much stress and anxiety and too much pressure. And I could already feel sort of my, 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 my tendencies like starting to spike up again. And that's why I made the proactive choices like I'm not gonna, you know, if I don't want my tinnitus to, to, to be loud, I'm not gonna drink this beer or I'm not gonna, you know, continue in this, in this job that uh, doesn't make me happy. And so, yeah, I guess what I wanna say is that it's not just about little things like a candy, but also like bigger things in life. Like generally, I truly believe that if you proactively try to seek happiness for your, your, your yourself, your mental self and your physical self, um, it should, uh, in theory, hopefully, uh, also bring changes to your uh, relationship with your own tinnitus. And that's, yeah, that's all, all I wanted to add here. Um, yeah, there's some hands raised. Yeah, I think we have time for if uh, Gertrude and Marion yeah. have something else okay. to ask yeah. or say, and then... Yeah. We afterwards we're gonna to come to a a close at some point. But yes, Gertrude, please. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask. You know, um, you know, when you're in a positive mindset and when you're in a negative mindset, it really affects the tinnitus. When you're in a negative mindset, it goes haywire. And the importance of coming back to being in a positive mindset uh, seems to really affect the uh, neuroplasticity or whatever. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah. Um, so the question is why that happens? Well, if you're in a state of fear or anxiety, it's much worse. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're in a state of connection with yourself and yeah. love and all that, it's, it's, it's much easier to handle it. Yeah. Right. So one of the reasons for that happening is that generally when tinnitus is connected with anxiety or negative emotions is that the panic and fear center in our brain, which is called the amygdala, is um, more active. So the amygdala is the prehistoric part of our brain where panic and fear and the fight or flight instinct are um, governed, right? So when we are in a space where we don't feel well and we are in a more difficult period and we're more susceptible to stress and and then, of course, our, our body is in a heightened level of stress anyways, which means that um, your, that, that part of your brain is much, much, much more easily triggered. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the auditory cortex and the amygdala 
they uh, they go into this weird little dance. It's not scientifically researched that much, but I went to the Tinnitus Symposium here at Charité a few years ago, and there was an interesting uh, guy from the University of Leipzig who looked a lot in a correlation of the um, in the uh, responsiveness of the amygdala, so of the fear and panic part of the brain, and people who um, were relatively new to tinnitus, so within the first six months. And you see that the amygdala, so the fear and panic center of the brain, is much more active in the people who have much more, who are much more newer to tinnitus than the people who are. I mean, this is basically all just research confirming what we all know is that the longer we know tinnitus and the more we get to know our emotions around it and and our and our and our response to it, right? The more, um, the more that settles down as well. And the more we can go into the process that's called habituate. So, yes. I mean, yes, a fancy professor is making some research about it and he confirms what we all know that when you're relatively new to tinnitus, it can be very, very distressing and very, very uncomfortable. But the more you ease into that and understand what tinnitus is causing, and uh, luckily there are a lot of help now. Juan mentioned um, my colleague, uh, Glenn Schweitzer, who does fantastic work in the US. Um, I've been working in this field for a few years because I've been going, going through this for a while. Um, and there is a few more other people that you could that probably find all on my podcast. But I mean, in the end, it's all about the individual solution that you find interesting for you and that you perceive that is going to support you in your process with your tinnitus. So I'm going to put this in the chat as well. You guys are all more than welcomely invited to join at www.mytinnitus.club and go for a free trial there. Um, I would infinitely benefit from your feedback of what you think about that community, um, because I really try to get people together in the way that we are here. And I saw at the biggest that we were 17 or 18 people today. And that was fantastic for me. What I want to do is I want to um, build a positive place where people can engage without being on some kind of social media platform, but where people can really privately engage with one another, where people people can take um, uh, courses, where people can uh, uh, look at weekly videos and, and go to weekly events like we do it. Basically, everything but in a positive vibe so not a reddit community where people jump off cliffs and so on because of the tinnitus and someone says something bad and the whole uh, trust jumps behind them but i want to try and build the exact reverse situation and the positive one so if you would sign up for a free trial i'm 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 not um i'm not mad at you if you afterwards say this is not for me I don't want to do it, but if you at least sign up for a free trial and know and give feedback to what you think is positive and what you think is negative, you would help me out so much. You're doing all a great job already. Thank you, Rudy. That uh, means a lot. Um, yeah, uh, Marion, did you want to say something as well for the closing closing remarks from your side? <laughs> Yes, I had a lot to say. And, and unfortunately, sometime in my uh, tinnitus and all of that and trying to I have to write things down because I have short term memory sometimes. But I, I did kind of jot the notes down that I wanted to say. So, Jonathan, he is on point. You need to keep him on your team because he has some good things to say because he's been hitting the uh, nail on the head, as they say here in the United States, you know, um, because the president, <laughs> yes, because eating was one of the things I really was talking to my daughter about yesterday. And it was 
talking about the sugar and the sweet. So someone gave me Splendor. um, It's a different kind of Splendor, like changing uh, my diets with different substitutes of some different things. So I have been trying it. It seems like it's been working because just like Jonathan say, you know, and you mentioned wine, I say, well, I don't drink beer, but every now and then I drink wine. But I noticed that sometimes when I drink wine and you should have seen me, I say, I'm going to pay for this. I'm going to pay for this. (laughs) So it's like, do I want to pay for this? Do I feel like so I'm just saying that that was very, very good. I'm glad that you brought that up, but I am changing my diet. I, I've slowed down. I used to may have a, a glass of wine maybe every day, but now it's kind of like maybe once a week, you know, like that. And then also I had just wanted to say that I do notice that like I have a lot of people that I talk to all the time. So just hearing the chatter. So for me, because of the work that I was doing in grief and loss, it's like sometimes you you have to take a day for yourself or you have to put on your calendar and not hear so much chatter, no much, so much stuff in your, in your ears, because trust me, it seems like, and, and whatever the chatter is, like I believe was one of the ladies that said something about like the, the negative and the positive. It's like, if that stuff is really negative in your ears and it's constant all day and listen, if you do the work that I do with grief and loss and then being in that community, sometimes you have to put on your calendar and that's what I'm learning that I have to do. So I don't just put, I used to do like a couple of hours here and there but it's like, I have to take a solid one day, even if I take an hour or more than two hours for my lunch period and then go back into it. And that helps me. So I just wanted to bring that point up and see if anybody was having that. Like when you talking all day long, having chatted, that brings that tonight is on even louder. So right. I, I wanted to bring that. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. It also happens to me, of course. So when I'm uh, in the normal business that I do and talk to clients there and then also do some tinnitus coachings and yeah, of course, when the day gets stressful, my, my tinnitus, I can feel it increasing as well. And then maybe I'm sitting the whole day. My, my posture is not great. I know that's what affects my tinnitus as well. When I'm stressed, I grind my teeth. So I have a little, I have a little um, uh, teeth protection thingy. So I know that that area is also tight, also affecting my tinnitus. Yes. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, right, we're all getting, we're all getting by um, the biggest and most positive news that I want to share with the community and with the people out there and also the people who are listening. Um, I think we've, we've gone and made a lot of progress. I've been able to reorient this business a lot. I've tried a lot of things that work. I tried a lot of things that didn't work so much. And I, I was able to condense and combine them to create something that I'm very proud of. I'm proud that so many people showed up today. I'm proud that I think that um, Jonathan is such a good friend that he t- took some of his personal time to come on tonight and, and to share his story again with Tinnitus. So I'm proud of each and every single one asking your questions. I'm proud of the way that you um, that you have uh, that you are managing and mastering on your path. And I'm more than confident to say that all of you guys are on the right path because you have been to a place where you're looking for help outside of the normal negative forums. So you are in the right place to to start and really go 
go at it positively and to really, really experience a, a, a change and shift in perspective and change in betterment of your tendencies. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, guys. Um, Jonathan, thank you so much again for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. It was it was great. Um, happy to always happy to share some of. I mean, I don't have much experience in anything uh, except for tinnitus, so I'm happy to share that one. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, you know that for ages I've been wanting a co-founder. So if you're still up for a co-founder position here at uh, at my <laughs> tinnitus club, um, you're hired, my friend. Um, right. And and we'll we'll meet soon to uh, to brainstorm to brainstorm the episode's title over over Augustina or, or something good. like that. Well, thank you everyone so much for uh, coming on today. Um, this was the longest community meeting ever. It's been nearly one and a half hours, one hour and 25 minutes. Um, thank you for Zoom, for the pro subscription, allowing us to come together for so long. Um, thank you all for coming on tonight. It's been fantastic um, uh, to have such a huge turn up. Um, the um, recording is obviously going to be posted um, in episodes uh, and in full on the MyTenants.Club community. And it's also releasing at, as podcast on iTunes, Spotify, etc. Thank you all for coming on. It's been fantastic. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for all. Take care. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Hey, guys. Bye. Cheers, Bye. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Outering Tinnitus podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it and it helps you on your way towards your best life despite tinnitus. If you'd like access to our exclusive online tinnitus membership community where you can access weekly videos, tons of content around the topics of tinnitus and sleep, acceptance and commitment, and how cognitive behavioral therapy can help you to finally break the vicious cycle of suffering from your tinnitus. Yeah, just really build your best life despite tinnitus. Then please head over to www.mytinnitus.club where we have weekly events. You have the possibility to engage with other members, share your progress throughout taking courses of the Outring Tinnitus online coach program and really start living your best life again. Check it out under www.mytinnitus.club and I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.